Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, you wonderful lot, and happy bloody new year, please. Yes, please. Welcome to 2020. Oh, we're going to do so much, such, such, such joyful hoovering this year. Now, um, I think that January is potentially the hardest month for loads of people for loads of reasons. Um, But for eaters, especially women, (laughs) it's the month where we are most bombarded with messages that our bodies need imminent improvement with diets and detoxes and pleas for us to buy an industry full of hunger and disconnection from our bodies in the form of some kind of restriction. And um, I find it the hardest month to ignore all that, especially if you've just spent Christmas around people who you love, but who you haven't chosen to love. So maybe uh, they've wanged on about diets and resolutions around you. And I don't know, that's also toxic. So maybe you'll be needing some tonic from that. So this whole month, all of January, I prepared what I hope is the equivalent of a psychological care package. Each week, uh, each Friday, as usual, when the podcast goes out, um, uh, I am hopefully hoovering with some kind of superhero from the body positive, health at every size or anti-diet community. Uh, Experts in kindness and realness from a variety of different specialities. We're starting today with Becky Amoy-Young, the incredible warrior founder of the amazing events company Anti-Diet Riot Club. First, 
um, let's uh, let's do a bit of admin. There's Hoovering Lives coming up at Leicester Comedy Festival on the 9th of February at two o'clock. Google Leicester Comedy Festival Hoovering and it comes up. Uh, if you want discount tickets to that, why not become my patron? Go to patreon.com forward slash the Hoovering pod and you'll see all sorts of things. You can swap for small to big amounts of money um, and you get all sorts of extra content and discount tickets and other great podcast related stuff. I am on tour. It begins in three days. Uh, my show Hench, which got nominated for Best Show at the Edinburgh uh, Comedy Festival last year now, Ooh. Um, is now, is going on tour from the 6th uh, of January to the 25th of January. It's at the Soho Theatre in London. Not Sundays, but every other night. It's there, 7.30 till 8.30. And it's selling out. Some of the nights have sold out. And there's other nights, even school nights, but there's only sort of like less than 10 sit-down tickets left available. There's some standing tickets, but yeah, basically it does look like it's going to sell out. I would so love to have you there, my dear, brilliant hoovering listeners. There's stuff in it about eating, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, so please come. And then from the 31st of January, it goes on tour all around the UK, Ireland, and um, I'm doing Melbourne as well, all through the end of March through to the end of April. Uh, so if you're Melbourne-based, please come to that. Who knows if I'll have anyone at that. Anyway, come, 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 please. So let's have a podcast. Um, Becky uh, came to my house in Catford and I made us brunch. I made us breakfast at lunchtime. It's the same thing, isn't it? Um, uh, and I made the recipe up, so there isn't one. Um, but basically I had a load of root veg and Savoy cabbage that needed eating up. So I added that to some mash and turned it into potato cakes with some vegetarian black pudding and some fit hot sauce. <laughs> okay. So what it is... Yeah. ...is beans. Yeah. Um, that is vegetarian black pudding. Have you ever had it? Never. Oh, my what God. Is it? What is it? It's what so it? fit. My missus bought it down from Glasgow and I don't know whether you can even get it here. I kept the wrapper. I accidentally binned it. I think they're called... I'm going to put them in the podcast notes, but it's called the Burn... The, the Burn Company or something. <laughs> the Burn. The Burn Company. I've ha- had it before and it's... A f- I think it's made out of like mainly black beans and pearl barley and then lush spices. Mm. Mm. And then I made a potato cake because I had some cabbage and a carrot... That I wanted to make nice, so I've put I've wrapped them in mash and fried them in a cake in a square, and Tabasco, and this never happens to me. Like people, people assume I get sent a lot of free stuff. Yeah, I don't <laughs> get sent any, and I'd love to be sent more. Did you get sent this for free? This Tabasco. Tabasco sent me their Ooh, new sriracha yeah. for free. Amazing! Yeah. Well, what a collab, Tabasco and sriracha. I know, I think, yeah, and... Oh, oh, shit, I've just thrown my pepper into your dinner. <laughs> just threw my pepper in your lunch. I've just started um, eating, I feel really rude. No tuckings! Okay. Oh, it's not as boring as I worried it might be. Mm. It just tastes like mash filled with vegetables and a tiny bit I mean, it looks like Robin's Meat, which makes me happy because it's like reusing leftovers mm-hmm. and it reminds me of like Christmas and roasts and like, mm. it's the favourite part of my roast is all the veg and the mash and the potatoes. Oh, so true. Because you always actually. overcook. Well, yeah. I like not overcook, it's like, like, what's the word? When you... Cook too many, too much of it. Yeah. Because you never um, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've always got to go that way, haven't yeah. you, and the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good... Um, yeah, do you know what? This is a good 3rd of January meal, isn't it? <laughs> Leftover friendly. Yeah, exactly. Also, it, if it was meat, it would be worrying, but the vegetarian black sausage sort of lasts for, like, six months. Wow. <clears throat> Which probably implies it's processed <laughs> as shit, but no, I mean, I guess, like, beans last a long time, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true, actually. 
Oh, I really like that. Oh, yes. Yes, please. Mm-mm-mm. A bit of a prick, aren't I? Enjoying something I've made. <laughs> less effusive about your own work. No. We? No. I don't agree it's with 2019. That. Confidence is fashionable. <laughs> 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 oh, I've got my little Miss Sunshine, filthy little mm. sunshine mug. So good. And Peckham's badass now for eating. Oh my god, I went to Levan the other day. Levan? Yeah, it's this new restaurant. Um, it's not new now, it's um, probably six months, eight months old. Right. But it's a little tiny one right by the Rye Lane, Rye, what's it called? Rye Lane Station. Yeah, Peckham yeah, yeah. Station. Peckham Rye Station, the main one. So like near where Honest Burger is, so mm. there's little tiny coffee shops. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's a small plates restaurant, but they got featured in The Guardian. Hello. Like, they got really great food reviews. And it's, what sort of food is it, Levan? It's is it like, Mediterranean? Um, yeah, Mediterranean small plates um, with a kind of, um, it, I would say it was fusion because it's okay. like soy, like really oh, honey hello. soy aubergine. And then mm. there's like, um, it lots of Italian, like cheese. There's this, this, um, Fit. this, uh, what's it called? What's that weird thing that not lots, lots of people like, they, they make polenta oh yeah polenta chips with parmesan all around mm. it and then there's this amazing little like sort of garlic mayonnaise sauce oh. like eggy thing that they make oh it's so oh, good fit. and you just but you just like order loads of small yeah, plates yeah, yeah, and small just, like, plates. feast together are you oh, into small so i feel like the whole like i mean it started with tapas isn't it it's not mm. a new idea but yeah. it just sort of has is um answered a calling of my people <laughs> The fact that it's trendy now to have that because it is like it seems like it's well, designed it was... specifically for the people who got to every restaurant and went, I fucking want everything yeah. mm-hmm. here. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing I don't like. And you like sharing food. Some people don't like it. Mm. They order their thing. That's it's true. It's for the adventurous. Yeah. Small bits for the adventurous and for the, the generous. I've got lots of half siblings, but I'm technically an only child, so okay. I'm bang into sharing. I've, ne- <laughs> I've never really had never to have the to. pile on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a novelty to share. Yeah, they always say only children are the ones who are like really spoiled and want to keep all their stuff. But actually, oh. it's always the ones who have like little siblings who stole all their stuff that are the most yeah. protective over their clothes and things like that. Yeah, or like 19 siblings where you had to be like, I want mm. one point. I'm technically yeah. an only child. Oh, yeah, but same. I also have loads of half and steps. So mm. I've got seven step wow. and half siblings, but I'm an only child from my parents. That's amazing. And I was the same. I love like sharing all my clothes and. Yeah. Um, oh, that's nice. You've, I've, do you know what? I quite rarely meet another, meet another um, only, only child. Yeah. Um, he stays. <laughs> or, I don't know. I think you're quite a bit younger than me, actually. I'm 36. 30. 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, um, oh, who fucking knows? Loads of people were just sort of just... I think because... Were you, were you still in the 80s then? Just? I was born 89. Yeah, like October. Made it. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> just made a... <clears throat> I've, I don't know whether your parents maybe were better parents than mine, but <laughs> it felt like in that era everyone was just knocking them out because you didn't have to pay all the attention you have mm. to now and like care about everything like you do now. You could just smoke around us, leave us yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's easier to have easier more to kids, have loads so it's more. rarer to have only children. Um, so, oh, I saw somewhere near the beginning of the podcast ask if you've eaten anything particularly brilliant or awful in mm. the last week or two. Oh. Is that a question? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't make it sound like that one. wasn't a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Something excellent. Mm. Okay, so last night, this is this is obvious, but 
me and my sister, mm. we love this pad thai from a local Thai takeaway. And she just had like an operation on her vocal cords because oh, no. she's a singer. <gasps> she had like a cyst oh, on her vocal cord. So she hasn't been able to like talk or um, eat spicy foods. Oh, no. Anyway, now she's like, here's been two weeks. And so she was like, came around, we're like, we're getting the pad thai. Yeah. So we got the pad thai. We watched Love Actually with oh. my housemates. It was, I know that's not like Christmassy, pad, not pad thai, but. It was it was a vibe. Pad Thai's Christmassy it. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and um, oh poor her with her vocal cords. Um, was she still? Could she not eat for a bit after the operation? She could eat. I, I guess like sort of soothing things like when you yeah. do anything to your throat. But Just she could have cream she could have a lot of different types of foods that would aggravate it. Yeah. Um. So like quite plain foods and not like very dairy foods. Right. But she absolutely loves this pad Thai. Wait, is that in Peckham? The pad yeah, it's called Lux Thai. Mm. I think it's Dulwich, maybe. I'm not Sweet. sure. But it's really good. Um, and and I have my Thai green curry as well. So I love Thai green curry. Mm. Mm. So um, that was finish. Um, that's funny. Do you know what that's made me think about? Um, I think it's... Um, so, uh, oh, maybe... I can't remember. I can't think what orders to get into things. But maybe because it's... Stri- <clears throat> it's made me think about out of that. But I think when you've got your head into a place where... Um, you very happily and confidently eat what you want whenever you want. Yeah. And you're living your one short, sweet life in a happy way. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Um, I find that ailments or even self-inflicted things, and I was going to say, have you got your, we've both got our tongue pierced. That's the last oh. time I had an ailment. Oh, no, no, it's not the last time, but I remember being like, couldn't eat. I mean, that's when I was a teenager, but even then I remember being, even a day where I, th- I remember dipping the back of a, t- a spoon into a yogurt because I, I couldn't even swallow. I just had to wipe the yogurt like, on the back of my throat for a couple wipe of days. It. You want ice cream or sorbet? Up. Yeah, could have done. I just... I've actually had a few things like that. Yeah. I had um, my tonsils taken out. Mm. So that was like two weeks of oh. agony. Um, I have a tongue piercing. Um... I always bite my tongue. Mm. Like, I don't know what, I maybe have a fat tongue. Or like, <laughs> or like, or like a very, or very chumpy kind of yeah. way of eating. I think that might be it, really. So I'm just like, like a donkey. <laughs> anyway, I always bite my tongue, so I always get really sore ulcers and like, or um, just really sore tongue things. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. means that I can't eat certain things. Um, oh. That's annoying. But yeah. <laughs> You're Normally so I just good eat though, you let it stop you though. No, I tongue things. I just often bite my tongue and get like if I'm ever tired or stressed, the first thing is I get an ulcer straight away. Mm. Not what I'm not like one of those poor bastards that's always got a mouthful. No, 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 me neither. And they and they heal very quickly. But and I know if one's not healing quickly, I'm like you're not being very nice to yourself. Yeah, you're like whatever you're doing, lifestyle wise. Yeah, Yeah. but um, um, I find oh no, I mean maybe this is a terrible thing to admit. But I um, I quite like eating the stuff you're not meant to eat when you've got an ulcer because it's like, ah, like it's playing like a nice it. pain. You've got a tongue piercing as well, which means you really play with the gum things because I like to do that. It's like a nice pain. Yeah, the same with it, a bit something a bit spicy. It's like, <laughs> like some salt in a, in a tongue wound. It's like, ah, salt and vinegar crisps. <laughs> That's literally as much pain as I like. <laughs> like if I actually fall over, I'm like, ooh, I want my mum. Quite a high pain threshold, generally. Like I've had <clears> loads <throat> of operations. So right. I think I've oh, got quite a high well, I've got this bone condition called fibrous dysplasia, which means I had major operations. So right. I've had loads, and then I've had my tonsils, and then like generally deal with a lot of like pain throughout the day, or like you know not throughout the day, yeah. But because of my bone condition, yeah. I have like bad back and like 
of bad toes. It's just never ending. Like every time I go to my physio or my doctor's, it's like, so how you feel? It's like, oh, so that thing that I talked to, to you about before, that's gone. But yeah. now it's my knee or now it's my toe. Yeah. It's always just like down this one side and then like the ah, whole of my back. And so, then, and does that mean you're constantly, does that mean you have to take a lot of painkillers? Uh, I sh- Like I could. Yeah, but you're choosing not to. I choose not to. <sighs> like it, it's kind of shooting myself in the foot, literally, yeah. sometimes, because I do experience more pain than I, I reckon um, I would have to deal mm-hmm. with if I took, like, a kind of consistent amount of painkillers. Because right, right, right. it kind of builds up, like, a pain barrier, apparently. That's what my doctor says. Yeah, there's a word for it, isn't there? I have no idea. Oh, uh, what is it called? It begins with P. Oh, I can't remember. My sister has cerebral palsy and mm. had an enormous operation. She had a scoliosis of her spine where she was in a chair always. And um, my half-sister. And then she had a massive operation... To um, like to make her spine bend in the way that her wow. spine's meant to, um, and after that I learnt it because your men are just sort of be constantly gobbling some yeah. paracetamol, and but eventually your tolerance is going to rot. Yeah, so like we're so trained. So they, I think they go through like period, you go through like periods of it. So like if you start experiencing pain, then right. start dosing up, and then it won't get worse. Right. But so it's not like the rest of your life. Yeah. But I think that I'm just bad at like. Medicate, medicating yeah. myself <laughs> yeah. with like, things that I need to medicate myself with, with it's, it's like booze that I'm really good at it. But if it's like, <laughs> yeah. if it's like painkillers and I, and they just forget. And so I'll take them when I'm in lots of pain. Yeah. And if I have them on me, yeah. but often I'm just like, kind of trooper through, which is really no, shit because it's like actually it's part, painful. Oh, I don't know. I feel like it's part of our psyche as like feminists to mm. be like, no, I can bear the pain. Yeah. Um, but I thought I had a pain threshold and would, a uh, very high pain threshold until I had a kid. And um, and then I learned I've absolutely not got one. I haven't, I'm not sure there's even a threshold anymore. So I'll take paracetamol like that now. Mm. I'd, be, I'd be having them like smarties if I had a bone thing that ached all the time. Some people are like, mm. not completely all the time, Chompy but like chompy. stuff like period pain, headache, you know, perhaps if it's like a hangover, but like, well, you did that. You don't yeah. deserve a person. Headache, I always take it. Like yeah. if I have eaten, because mm-hmm. otherwise if I don't eat, it makes me feel sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to take it because headaches piss me off. Yeah. But some people wouldn't and some yeah. people live their lives. They haven't gone to hospital a lot. They haven't mm-hmm. experienced a lot of pain. They're like, don't take that. Like eat something like this or like drink more water. And I'm like, these things exist for a reason because yeah. they get rid of pain and sometimes you can't get rid of pain without them yeah. and they work and yeah. I'm not going to like worry so much about my like my the I don't know is it your liver that like processes yeah. that stuff um, because I've had to take so many drugs over yeah, some time yeah, and, you know my liver's been fine and so like one year of him but some people really and I think I pandered to it a little bit I really like Oh, it's not natural, and you oh, know, you know what I mean. Those fucked. people that are like it's just oh, don't another take... wave of people telling you what to do with your body. I know. Also, your liver repairs. It's exactly. Like, the whole point, point of it is like until we've got psoriasis, or we've had a massive overdose, <laughs> it repairs itself. Great news, great and cheerful chats. Psoriasis <laughs> <laughs> and overdoses. That's what you want to hear. <laughs> Welcome to the year 2020, bringing you inspirational podcasting. No, it isn't. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about the bone thing. That's oh. a, I think where I was going at the very start of that is I think that once you're woken up to how to be happy in terms of eating, yeah, any, um, you know, that's not a finished thing I've found for mm. 
uh, any um, anything that then means you can't live like that, including illnesses. So like, um, I got food poisoning a month or so ago, or whatever. Where we're literally the only way to stop physically being ill is to starve. You have yeah. to not put anything in because it will keep coming out, and your body just has to rest. And you just you do have to keep testing it. How I mean, you, not as frequently as I was. How did you feel? How did that make you feel? When you horrific and horrific. And also started to tap back in to the to the unwell mm. bits that are going, mm. oh, you haven't eaten really for two mm. days. You know, yeah. and ne- I would never, not to the point where I'd, you know, full shoot myself in the head, why don't you weigh yeah. yourself? Any, You know, nothing yeah. like that's yeah. going to be like, no full ten steps back. But, it's but I did start looking over my shoulder it's... and maybe teetering back and you're like, oh, but you know, and then you look at it and go, oh, that's so interesting. You know when I did that? Oh, this was so fucked up. Because I, again, I was, this was probably at the beginning of my like, mm, this is when I started Antidote Riot Club, actually. Yeah, so well, I, I want to get right into that. <laughs> when I launched Antidote Riot Club, I was going through the worst heartbreak, like, the worst oh. breakup. And it was such a struggle to, like, keep going. Keep, I, I'd already been on this kind of, like, journey of, like, learning about anti-diet culture, um, intuitive eating, body positivity, for, like, a year, two years, and research and stuff. But then when I broke up with my ex, and I was really sad, and then other family stuff happened... It was such a struggle to not fall into the like, mm-hmm. well, I'm so depressed. I'm just, you know, I'm not, I don't have, a, you don't have an appetite a lot yeah. when you're, when you're like yeah. me, just on your own. Like, it's like drinking on your own and, um, heartbroken. Oh, heart, heartbroken. You're grieving. You know I mean? It's a grief. Exactly. And also, some people do eat when they grieve, and like, I'm like, I'm the type of person, like, if I have a cold, so I'm like, I just don't have an appetite. Like, yeah, I, I eat through that cold. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care if I'm, if I'm like shaking. I mean, you know, sometimes it goes, but during heartbreak, I really was like, just, thought of everything made me feel sick Mm -hmm. and that I definitely did like accidentally lose a bit of weight um and I had to really pull myself out of that like you need to eat you need to fuel yourself like you need to get through this yeah and don't let this whole revenge body thing Mm -hmm. don't let you know your feelings of worth don't let any of that cloud you like you're on the right path Mm -hmm. and like I won't completely back to normal so brilliant and like, there was no change like intentionally in the way I was eating it was no. just I was like sad but I think if you're um, I think it um, I had a similar thing but n- not as you know it wasn't traumatic yeah. like a heartbreak and tra- heartbreaks makes me lose my appetite too mm. I think it's a grief I think people accept that if you're grieving you lose your appetite whereas I think people don't acknowledge that a real heartbreak is grief so they assume that you're just doing it to lose weight to, yeah. to to, to pull other people or to like or feel sexy or you don't feel like you're good enough as yeah. you were when you broke up whereas yeah. actually I think if you're genuinely eating intuitively then um, listening to a body that's lost its appetite is there's nothing wrong with that exactly. like I am um, just before the Edinburgh Festival this year I was uh I mean, it's so rare for me that I'm not massively hungry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I was really like, oh, fuck, I'm, I think I feel quite clear-headed, but quite often my body will betray whatever calmness I've put in my mind. Same on stage, you know, sometimes if I'm very... A big scary stand-up gig. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll have a tiny tremor in my hand. While I'll be like, oh, that's funny. I thought I was cool. Yeah. Um, and the same with pr- this pre-Edinburgh this year. I was like, oh, I'm not. I am not hungry. And it's just... I was. F- Fuck right up to my the tits of my eyelids and adrenaline. That's and it's you know it's a couple of days. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah. Well, don't 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 make yourself yeah. have stuff you don't want. That mm. will be just as disordered as forcing yourself not to have things you do want. Yeah. But 
to try and find that balance is massive effort. That's such a that's so great that you can like have that conscious thought process. And be sometimes. Like, sometimes. And like listen to yourself because I definitely do like ovary when I feel emotional and well not ovary because yeah, yeah. I think like it's not really a bad thing. I don't think <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. but sometimes I do get uncomfortable. Yeah. Um and I have to I never went through the like intuitive eating 10 steps process. No, I mean, Did you? No. Like I just kind of like tried to check in with myself a lot more yeah. and not beat myself up yeah, and yeah, not yeah. moralize food and like some of the basic things, but I never like went through it. Mm. So there's still definitely. Are there a, is there an official 10 step? There is an official 10 steps. What with yeah. a shrink or like you buy a course or there's yeah, probably so, loads so, of ways to do it. Yeah, you can like do it through a book, the intuitive right. eating um, like original book that was released in the 90s. It's okay. a good. A good way to do it if you want to read through it all like in laura thomas has done it more simply in her book just eat it okay so that's a good resource but there are 10 steps you can find them online Mm -hmm. but again i'm just such a corner cutter Mm. i just kind of like read about all about it and was kind of like implementing it all at the same time rather than going through the steps right 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 right, right. (laughs) so yeah i think sometimes i definitely don't fail, but it's not a linear process of like, now no. I'm an intuitive eater. Oh no. And um, I do everything right. It's just always learning, always catching myself and trying to, trying to like, yeah. I think to a certain extent, and I really want to know the full origin story of the Anti-Diet Right Club, and I want you to tell me what it is. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to just mean me, everyone. And because um, I think, God, we need you in January <laughs> and I want to come to all your badass events. Um, uh, but I think it's the same, <clears> their <throat> relationship with eating, I think, is undetachable from your relationship with your self-perception. Yeah. And that feels, for me, I feel like the I'm much further down the line with eating. I've not done that course either, but I did have some really good CBT. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> which um, which was, it started with sort of call, calling out, um, should we put the kettle on again? Sort of call, Going to her, going to a, a shrink with a history of binge eating, mm. and not that I was calling it that, and actually having her call it that and be like, excuse me, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then and then sort of working through that with her, but I wonder whether she was using the 10 steps. I'm fascinated now mm. to look at these 10 steps and see, because I didn't get on with all of her steps either. What were they like? What were the steps? Food diary, get fucked. Oh, wow. Like, food diary, get fucked? No, no I didn't I, like having a oh, food diary. Oh, I don't like that either, no. I felt like you're making me... I feel like on the one hand philosophically she was getting me to let go of all sorts of types of control that I'd been trying to have but then she was making you but at the same time making a note of everything that I ate and being honest about how I think she was trying to I think I think what was happening from her point of view was like let's take the shame off this stuff there has to be someone in the world that you can tell everything you've eaten that day and how it made you feel but I it gave me a mixed thing of being like well I feel like I'm obsessing about food in the same way that I would on a diet on a diet yeah so this is having this is making me want to binge it's not this is making me and it's making me feel like a failure and I but but also I was like well is it that or is it that I can't take the shame of literally listing everything I've eaten I think for me if I was to like start planning to put down all my all the things I've eaten, that would make me think that I would have to, somewhere in my head that's still that that's obsessive dieter for 15 years, yeah. would be like, well then I should eat less, or, um, you know, it would just, it would just, it would affect the way I would eat, yeah. and therefore, that would play into like the whole moralizing of food, and then, you know, trying to restrict, and then binging. So it would yeah. ultimately end up me probably 
losing control yeah. in some way that like had binge um, characteristics. Yeah, you know what I mean. That insane. Um, so, would you tell me about your your history that led mm. to you starting the Anti Diet Riot Club, and then everything about what it is? And I'll probably annoyingly interrupt you here and there <laughs> yeah. with with encouragement. <laughs> All right. So, I think my my relationship with my body was always a bit fraught after my my first operation when I was six or seven because I stopped being able to move as much. Mm. Um, I was always... But still, I still danced, but I had to sit out with a lot of sports and exercises and... Um, it was a lot of focus on... Did you like them up until that point? This I wasn't, like, especially sporty, but I loved netball. Like, yeah. I always used to play football when I was with my dad when I was younger. But I couldn't run. Mm. And n- knowing why I couldn't run very fast was great, because I wasn't mm. just, like, some lazy... And why I got yeah. really tired walking. Yeah. That was really great to know. But it also put this whole new perspective on, like, what I could do with my body. But I was really into swimming, which was the best thing for me. And it still Ooh, is. So I was that. really into swimming... Anyway, but then I, I was also, I think, you know, when I was about seven or eight, realised that I was very tall. Not now, I'm tiny now. But I, at the young, I, was, I developed really early. So I was really tall and I got really big boobs really quick. I was the first oh. one with a bra. Oh. And I was just bigger and more womanly at a yeah. young age, you know. And I think a lot of people experience this. And that made me feel just too much, too big, like too, yeah. much, too much space compared to all these girls who would naturally would just just half the size of me. Yeah. I mean, they were just little cotton wool legs. Do you know what I mean? I just never got that. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's half Jamaican um, and Chinese. And so right. his the women in his family were all like very big busted and right. big and um, big curly hair yeah. and, you know, things. I went to like a very, I went to school in like South West London. So uh-huh. everyone was like, you know, very English, very way back, very small, very blonde, right. very straight hair. Um, and, um... Very Fulham. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was Q. Okay. So, even, even more posh. Even more <laughs> posh, yeah, fair enough. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
yeah, so that kind of was my childhood. And it wasn't really an issue, but when it got to teenage years, then it yeah. became a real issue. Um, you know, introduction of boys and sex and all that kind of stuff. I mean, by the time I was like 11, 12, 13, I remember always my New Year's resolutions were like, be thinner, yeah, be, yeah, yeah. be healthier. It was like, one, be thinner. Two, get fit. Three, get healthy. Like, yeah. they all meant the same thing, like shrink. Yeah. Like, they didn't really matter how, but it all meant the same thing. Um, I and found, I remember... Uh, um, probably second or third year of uni even, so yeah. late teens, early 20s, all those same resolutions, but um, every year, guaranteed. Yeah. But um, I remember even resolving to just try and be a bit quieter. <laughs> oh my God, that's Genuinely, so it was, it, I, it was, I genuinely was like, oh, your fucking massive personality is embarrassing. Jesus. And, and not very ladylike. Oh, and, and, that makes me and, really sad and for you. And the people, and the yeah. It is, yeah. isn't it? But I would watch friends, you know, good friends, but who were naturally um, quieter, um, mm. but their interjections would be more meaningful and sparing. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, well, they're very cool. And they're the sexy one. I think there's like... So they did this comparison of New Year's resolutions from like the 1800s to now <gasps> and what young girls were talking about, what oh they wanted to change. And often it was about your behaviours with other people. So it's like, I wanted to be kinder to people. I wanted yeah. to be kinder to my family. I want to spend more time with, you know, this person. I want to apply myself harder at school. But this quieter thing, I can imagine that would be something that um, would still be, yeah, you know, amongst that. Yeah, Because I mean, it just, it, it's, it's stark... It's starkly horrifying how, even in whatever year that was, you yeah, know, that's quite late. Not that long ago, <laughs> um, maybe fifteen to twenty years ago, it wasn't just shrink your body. Mm. I was like, no, 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 I would like to be shrink myself. Yeah, there was always something about you know that manic pixie dream girl look that everyone's like they're small, and then they'd have like yeah. you know you'd have like your legs up on the sofa, but that your knees would be like by your chest, and you'd like curl up, you'd take up so little space, and yeah. you'd be quiet. And you mean when all the boys would fancy you? Yeah. It's that kind of image that we like, I wanted to be that little pixie girl. Yeah. And um, I wasn't. Like, I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. It's like, my, it was kind of overwhelming, but my sexuality yeah. was so, it was so obvious and so big when I was like 13, 14. Yeah. I could escape it and I wanted yeah. to, yeah. but like, it's simultaneously nice to get yeah. attention from people, scary to get it from older people. Yeah. But it was like this weird thing that you go through where you're like, God, it's just like, it's just my boobs are just out there. Like, I literally was called Becky Big Udders. Oh, <laughs> that was a nickname, BBU. <laughs> it sounds like a porn BBU. BBU, yeah. <laughs> well, BBT was like the little more like PG version of Becky Big Tits. Yeah, but, but Udders is such an. <laughs> No, no one is. You're, if you are saying others in a word to a, a person who's <laughs> knockers you'd actually like to see ever, yeah. let alone such, get rid of the word others. Yeah, get rid of them now. BBU. Oh. Yeah, well, um, it, if it helps, I had the nickname at university, Jesticle. Jesticle. Yeah, which is also unflattering. No, just, just it rhymes with testicle. Testicle. Okay. okay, because jest I thought was like. No, um, it's just just testicle. Okay. Testicle. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah, and I can imagine that. Yeah. I um, 
I've never had massive knockers. But I can <laughs> emphasize. It's not, and it, it was it was more just about this, like the I was just yeah, the youngness of it. Big, you, you, you body not matching what you're ready for in, exactly. your, in your soul. And then like Tiny I think by the time soul. I was thirteen, I was still I wasn't as tall, but I was still just more developed and bigger and I think I started I don't know where it came from. But I remember just being like, I'm fat, really sad to my mum, I'm really fat, I don't like my body, getting really upset. It's probably actually building up over to 11, 13. And then we decided that I'd go on Weight Watchers. <gasps> so that was like the start. Me and my older sister, so my older sister was two years older than me. She'd moved over from the States. So I was probably 14, actually. And um, we both went on Weight Watchers. So my mum's friend used to come around. So we didn't go to the meetings because I don't think we would have been allowed back then. Now you can as a child, as a young person. Is that because they've rebranded as a wellness company? Yes, yeah, so they're like... Once they changed to WW. Yeah, so I think you can now have a young subscription, but back then you couldn't. Well, it's probably government-sanctioned. Yeah, because the they government reckon, are probably they, like, they what a great way to, um, doctors, to sort but, out children's weight, but... They actually prescribe uh, Slimming World to people. What the fuck? Yeah, like, there's, like, that's go on Doctors do. Doctors do, yeah. Oh, God, it makes me so angry. <laughs> it makes me so angry. It's literally making people ill. I know, it, it doesn't you work. You will make people ill in the head and fatter. And why, End of. And why would you prescribe drug that had, like, that big a failure rate? Like, yeah. you would never do 99% that. 99% failure rate. <laughs> wow, let, let's, let's just give it a go. Give, give it another then. go and you'll come out sadder and no smaller. Yeah, it's, it's counterproductive and it's so bad for your mental health and bad for, like, organs and stress levels and it's basically hooking you into it for the rest of your life. It's so terrible. Yeah. And, like, even if they don't prescribe a specific thing, if they just casually throw out there, just lose some weight. It's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever tried that, Doctor? Yeah. Like, because I have, and 15 years later, I'm just, like, totally fucked up about food and yeah. have, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, wh- why, why are you suggesting that so casually? Because I've had that done to me as well about my leg. I think with bone conditions, they're often like, well, you should lose some weight. And I understand, so carry less weight on your bones easier. But, like, if you it is much more likely it's like 80% more likely that I'm going to gain weight in a year in two years three years so by suggesting that you're actually fucking me up if, if having yeah. extra weight is bad for my health bad for my yeah. bones like carrying it yeah, so, yeah what are you meant to do we've got the body we've got yeah exactly it's, um, I think as well it's it, if you I mean it's hashtag not all doctors <laughs> but like that that medical advice um to shrink without any guidance as to... Yeah. Uh, it's irresponsible. Uh, it is so, so deeply irresponsible. irresponsible. But I think also that that sort of blasé patronising just gets smaller from yeah. doctors becomes m- amplified again when someone's got reduced mobility. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, God, it's so hard. It's and then the external forces on you are <laughs> even more manifold. So... So, okay, so we're into teens. Yeah, we're into and Weight Watchers. We're, we're, into, we're into Weight Watchers. And then it was, like, you know, just probably the next seven years of trying different types of weight loss programs, yeah. going on, starting and stopping and starting and stopping. Like, I was a terrible dieter, as everyone is, because it's yeah. really, really hard to sustain and yeah. your body naturally doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, and so it was and like, you know, t- trying it seven times a year, every yeah. month a new one, every right, couple, right. every week it was like, yeah. right, here we go again. Yeah. It just felt like a constant cycle. And within that, there were loads of periods of like, 
you know, forgetting about foods as much. Yeah. But I think it reached a, like, peak in after travelling and, like, putting on loads of weight and then going this really, really extreme one, which I won't even mention because I don't want to give it any promotion. Yeah. That was basically, like, food replacement uh-huh, with sachets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And that was, like, I lost so much weight again. So yeah. it went from, like, two extremes. And I think that was just started and then I went to uni and then it's like you know I'm like not even Happy cooking again. for myself yeah. no I was like oh, not no. cooking for myself um, so basically like completely fucked up my relationship to food by eating real placement sachet powder food Fuck. for like six seven months and then going to uni absolutely tiny but having no idea how to cook or like you know oh, I didn't cook for myself there because I was at yeah. Oxford and it was like in halls and they cater for you and then you're like drinking loads and you're like you know it just there's just too many extremes. And so mm. by the time I came out of uni, I was just totally messed up and obsessed with food. Mm. And that's when like the whole wellness thing was booming. Right. And I was just like, you know, I'm gonna, you know, curate all my food and it's like green smoothies. And it's all I could think about. I was just totally consumed with it and nothing I could do. I'd like to graduate in Oxford with a, you know, two one. Yeah. I had amazing friends. I was, you know, I just nothing was wrong. No, nothing, but still, everything was everything wrong. In was terms wrong. Of everything was wrong. I was couldn't be proud of myself because I hadn't managed to keep like lose weight over oh. the like. I just couldn't be happy for myself, and everyone else had managed to lose weight and keep off, and everyone else was succeeding, and I was just such a failure. And that, yeah, that sort of that way internally for quite a few years until I realised that like that's all bullshit, and yeah, I'm not the no failure. Yeah, no one's doing it. Yeah, and also, yeah. It, it's the exception, not the rule, if yeah. anyone is actually losing weight. And um, I was being fed all of this by yeah. messaging and that, you know, it was not my fault. It was statistically built against me and there was this whole... And, like, also, I was really political. Mm. I wrote a whole thesis in my uni about feminist pre- feminist movements and how they dressed and how they presented their bodies. I, like, you know, I wrote a slut walk. I read, like... Fat as a feminist issue, and was talking about that in my thesis, but like, like I like could never have applied it to my own life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's out there. And like, the second wave feminists were like, you know, yeah. the fat body justice warriors, but fuck, I could never see that for me. Like, yeah. no way. I was like, gonna be deliciously Ella and, you know, <laughs> do yoga every damn day. And <laughs> I um, don't know why just the mention of deliciously Ella makes me laugh hilarious. so much. Well, it was, that was such a, like, was such an era of, yeah. like, you know, I was going to do yoga every day and I was going to do all these things that, like, I love yoga. Yoga's great, but I don't want to do it every day. No. And I don't want to, like, eat kale and every day. And I, I like... I quite like kale I like as kale, well. But, but, I mean, I just don't want to be filmed doing it in the no. body that I'm having to force myself <laughs> yeah, in, I just, into. Yeah, I was so forcing I myself into this whole other day. life. Madness. And especially the workout stuff, actually. That was, like... Because of my bone condition, mm. I was doing a lot of exercise that I shouldn't have been doing. Like, right. do you know, there was this thing called body rock. Like, don't know. I've it was really, a YouTube there, there's thing. so many different fads of diet. Oh, not it was not like, diet, sorry, of um, exercise. Exercise, yeah. It was this body rock thing. It was, like, it was when high intensity interval training came out and they right, were doing yeah, these like yeah, yeah. 10 minute things. Like, they were lo- oh, they, they all had really funny names like that. Didn't yeah, they, yeah. As well. Body rock. Um, <laughs> wasn't there one that was just called Inferno? Or something. Yes, there was. Or, um, they're all really like, <laughs> we've given this name that even a man could do my without dad, feeling emasculated. My dad got into that one, I think. Yeah. yeah. In- Intense Inferno or something. Yeah, it was, it was YouTube, wasn't it? And it was some like great big muscly 
Dude. <laughs> yeah, my friend Tash got really into They were that. always just like insanely ripped. Like it Wasn't it called Insanity? Insanity, That's yeah. It. <laughs> insanity. We're doing so much exercise, we're insane. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, exactly. Yeah. Actually, that's kind of sadly true. <laughs> <laughs> I like to move my body when it makes me feel nice. I want to in, in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, fuck, yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting in the sense I would I've never... I like lifting weights. I feel like I've found Ooh, the thing that cool. I really like doing. I like that. that but, um, yeah, you've just got to, um, got to got to question why you're doing it. I don't think I'd looked at the exercise point of that until I had a guest on this called Catherine Bohart who said that she had only recently realised she'd all the time she'd ever been running, she'd been ostensibly... She'd always been running to change her body and to shrink her body yeah. and so had hated it. And then for the first time recently had run and gone, oh, God, it turns out I love running oh. if I'm not doing it for horrible Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh God, yeah. some horrible punitive self-loathing underlying really, your reasoning behind why you The weightlifting it. stuff I really got into. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was just made me feel really good. Yeah. I got into this thing called fitocracy when I first got into it. was which okay. You make it into, like, a game and Ooh. you, like, compete and you have to, like, cal- you have to like, submit your points and stuff. But it got really... Yeah. Like, it Again, was, like, really fun. Counting, I liked the game with my friend. Counting, counting and then it was, me. like, yeah, it got way too intense and yeah. everyone was like it was all about like macros and macros and I was just like got obsessed with it and then yeah. six months later you know uh, this is my this is my life obsession and then just nothing because like <laughs> it would probably be sensibly like either like like hate my life because I'd taken it too far yeah. or like hurt myself yeah. because I'd taken it too far <laughs> and then not do any of it yeah. and like so th- that yo-yo was so extreme yeah. and then it was like periods of absolute nothing and then periods of everything so yeah that was just it's so weird thinking about it all now actually because yeah. I'm so far behind that like I it wasn't that wasn't my life the whole time because I did yo-yo a lot yeah. but um, inside no matter what period you're in no matter what part of the yo-yo arc you're in yeah. you're um, always feeling guilty and ashamed mm. so even if you're like living not quite normally and not dieting and not over exercising you're still just got so much guilt and shame you're still attached an enormous number yeah. of emotions and morality to exactly. what you're eating and that takes I think even under the most even if you've done all the 10 steps you've got all this shrinks you've got no toxic voices in your close yeah. friends and family left still might take years not to not sound hopeful it's possible but I find there's lots of things I can intellectualise myself out of but I've had an emotional reaction I can't deny it Mm. you know you've had the emotional response even though you know so true you can go well you know I know I shouldn't feel like that looking at that photo photo someone's put online but it's in there you know it's in there it's the honest emotional response exactly you know after enough years of intellectualising yourself out of it and in the right point emotionally anyway strength wise you can, there are times where you can go, yeah, yeah. I'm it's right. kind of like you have more tools yes, in your exactly. toolbox to yes. be like, yes, I feel that, but it's not going to take over my life. Yeah. I, yes, I look at that picture and I was like, you know, however much thinner or lighter yeah, yeah, yeah. and wow, like the initial response is, yeah. oh, that looks better. You know yeah. a bit more rationally that like, you, you probably won't be able to get back to that. You maybe weren't happy then anyway, no. you know. Is the struggle to try and get that really real? Do I have better things to do with my life? Yes, fuck off, let's go eat something. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like... yeah, absolutely. Say scrum diddly umptious. No!
And then you can be in my podcast. God, it's funny, isn't it? So tell me about Anthony's diet right now. So when I came, um, I went to Mexico um, with my ex-partner now. Uh-huh. So we were traveling for seven months. And okay. at the beginning of that, that whole thing happened. I saw a photo. Right. I was so much thinner right, a year okay. before okay. and I freaked out. And I was like, right, God, I'm not allowed to eat anything. I'm going to be here for this. This is the beginning of my seven months. No, but luckily, luckily, in my like two, three day, like, okay, I need to like gather all this, like, you know, I need to make a plan, I need to make a fitness plan every day. I'm going to eat this. Um, I was looking on for fitspiration on like Instagram (laughs) and I found the complete opposite. I found like, you know, fat positive communities. I found people talking about intuitive eating. I found, like, basically fat women living their lives in really colourful bikinis, like, yeah. absolutely just, like, sticking their middle finger up <laughs> in the world. And I was like, that, that's what I want to be. Like, yeah, I want to yeah, be yeah. that. I didn't see them as, like, sad and giving up. I no. saw them as, like, totally embracing life and not giving Fit, a fuck. sexy, beautiful, yes. brilliant women. Yeah. And I was just Brave, like, yes. Brilliant women. I, that's how I want to be. And that is me, actually. <laughs> I am that person. Yeah. I'm not the, like, menu studier and a meek wallflower that's like wants to shrink herself I want to be out there and I've just been basically trying to fit myself into this societal ideal and I'm not even that so that kind of light bulb moment led me to like go and research loads read loads I had loads mm-hmm. of time I was also in a bikini a lot yeah so I was like having to confront my body in yeah. a lot more than I would have had to normally if I was like in England and it was really great. It was like a sort of quick it's so fire way. It's amazing when that happens, yeah. isn't it? I only had a week of, um, uh, a week, like, or just over a week away from my Nana's 90th in July. And I was in a bikini the whole time. And, and when you've got a then three-year-old going, there's your tummy. Like constantly. <laughs> like, look at your wobbly tummy. I love your big fat tummy. Like, cot- there's no like, getting away from it. But I look back now, I, I wasn't noticing at the time I need a couple of months of myself often. And we're in, you know, at the end of 2019, we're at the start of 2020. I look back now and go, oh, you then spent the whole of August. And there were other reasons I was very happy then anyway. Mm. But like... Just wearing way less than you would usually, even mm. though you're in Scotland. Yeah. Like, in a happy way. Like, don't agree just a sports bar under it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. as bold as I'm ever going to get. Yeah. Like. And I look back at that now and go, oh, have I stopped doing that because it's chilly? Yeah. Or was I in a real nice high patch? Mm. But I wonder now whether a week, for, you know, wandering around with it, fuck all on, Probably. did wonders. Because you do just confront it and go, yeah. that'll do. Yeah. Thanks very much. <laughs> Quite nice. About- I don't think, I'm of a school where I, I think perhaps I just, being 36 I don't know or being who I am I was school where for me it's asking too much to be like oh my god I really want to fuck myself yeah. like I love Lizzo but I don't want to marry myself yeah, yeah, yeah. like but I can get to the point of going yes yeah. that'll do that'll do that'll do <laughs> so when anyone says that'll do I always want to say that'll do pig from babe <laughs> fine but do then, it. <laughs> that, that's like really oh no 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 that's <laughs> That doesn't sound doesn't, like being kind to yourself. Yeah, exactly. No, okay, but, maybe don't use the catchphrase, that'll do. I'll keep that for me. Um, um, yeah. yeah, so anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I got, was in this way, it was like quick track way to like a bit more accepting myself. Yeah. And then when I came back 
went through this breakup. I was kind of like jobless, but freelancing and kind of like, what am I going to do with my life? I've been away for so long. I need to like, need to achieve something. I'm back in London now. And then I was like, um, freelancing with uh, an event company. Uh-huh. And in that context, it was kind of like an incubator. And I was like, right, I want to, I love, I've always done events. I've always hosted events. It's kind of my background. Um, I want to give back to the community. I want to do an event. I want to create a body positive community around me. Yeah. So the best way to do that is just to put on an event. And I'm going to, you know, come up with a name for it. I'm going to invite a speaker. Um, I'm going to learn from it. Because at that time, I was like, totally didn't see myself as any sort of having expertise or anything or even yeah. worthy of sharing my experience. Um, but I thought there were loads of other people that I wanted to and then I came up with the name Antidote Right Club, which I thought was really great. It is really great. <laughs> and it stuck. And then I lo- sort of announced in January, actually. Like, it was around Christmas that I was really... I've been thinking about it since October, but around Christmas I was really, like... Ooh, so like it started in January last year? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, so, great. so January this 2018. 18, yeah. And, um, yeah, I sort of said on Facebook to, like, my family, friends, like, that's it's not at the same thing. time as this podcast. Oh! Oh, my God! Oh, we're like, that's birthday buddies. We are! <laughs> Yeah, well, I think at that time, yeah. it was not, a, there was like this kind of spike in mm-hmm. things happening around this. So I didn't see any bodily positive anti-diet events. Like yeah. I looked on Eventbrite, I was looking on website, I was like, where is a body positive community? Like, where can I meet up with other people? And yeah. it's on Facebook, there were like groups, but there were no meetups. And then... Yeah, actually, there's a lot of online communities. There's a lot, and it's in great. genuine body positivity. Yeah, and it, it, that was but amazing. That's what real I... real life ones. How I connected to people, how I was making friends. Mm. Like, you know, it was super important for me. Like, yeah. from my my personal social media accounts, I was, like, reaching out to people and connecting. But I was like, but I want something in real life. Yeah. And I couldn't find it. And then, um, so in January, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this thing. I booked Megan Crab, Body Pussy Panda, to oh, speak. Goodness. She was such a gem. She was like, yeah, she just, you know, she it wasn't super expensive. Yeah. Um, it was like pre, it was just after her book had come out, actually. And, um, yeah, and it like sold out. A hundred people came. Fuck. It got in like the Grazia and the Guardian and stuff because we did a little press release. And it just sort of blew up. And I think also around that time, there were loads of other events started cropping up, not like copying me at all. It was just, at, it was no, like it was really, like guys yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Your podcast started, yeah. like loads of things were just coming My up. My podcast and... took quite a long time to get this work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but still it was, it was just felt like really. I mean, I didn't do an interview with Weight Watchers. It wasn't that bad. Okay. No. <laughs> but like, I just, I've, I've, it's taken me two it's years a journey. to get yeah. It's been a journey. Um, yeah, and then wow. yeah, that, that was the beginning. It kind of snowballed. So it got this press. It sold out. I started doing the event every month. Yeah. Started meeting people. I was just constantly meeting people. Actually, at that time, so weird to think about, back about it, because I had to quit my job because of mental health reasons. This right. shit happened. And my leg. So it's going oh. through this real, really difficult stuff with my family. And I couldn't walk. Like, I don't... Oh. I know something was connected, but I was, like, on crutches. I was in so much pain. I couldn't commute. So I had to quit my job. Like literally the week before my first event <gasps> and so it was kind of perfect timing yeah. kind of really stressful because I was going through all the stuff but on the outside it was like this really there was like this event was going really well yeah and I'm so right come everyone was really excited about it but I was like on my on my sofa like crying every day oh. and in loads of pain um but it was a perfect timing because for two months I got like time to like talk to loads of people and meet yeah. lots of people and 
I just made those connections, including Harry Rose, who is now got like a massive part of Anti-Diet Riot Club and we do workshops together. Okay. She, we, we met up just like for a coffee and it was like love at first coffee. Yay. And we were like, let's do workshops at festivals. And we like two months later, we went to Bulgaria to this festival called Meadows of the Mountains and did like life drawing and boob printing there. Wow. And that's like the start of a lot of our What's stuff. boob printing? <laughs> boob printing. It's like what you would do with your kids with hand printing, except with your boobs. <gasps> and with only people who have boobs around you in like a really intimate, safe environment. Um, it's really fun. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> you don't dip them, you paint them with a brush. Okay. And then you um, print them onto paper. Own? Yeah, 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 you do okay. your own. You could do others. Like some yeah. friends do each other's. Yeah. But it's really nice to like, Paint your boobs. It's like, you know, it's kind of cool, like the paint. So it's kind of a bit cold. And, um, but I'm really soft. Like it feels like someone's like stroking them. And then you like do loads of patterns and colours or you make, people have made them into pandas or um, Christmas puddings. Or we did a Christmas one last year that was like especially good. Someone did Rudolph, two Rudolphs. Oh, really Um, And then you just print them and it's kind of like. Print them what? Press them. Do you press them onto some paper? Yeah. So, it's really good. It's the funnest of theatre song I've ever heard. (laughs) It's great. And we have people come who, like, had double vasectomies or, like, had breast cancer or who, like, non-binary people who were really unsure about, like, their boobs. And it's just been really great. Like, it's fun, it's silly, but it's also really nice because people just don't get the tits out a lot with other people sometimes, yeah. Yeah. And they're just always always so, like, hidden and sexualised. And if if you want to get them out, it's for, like, the male gaze and... um, also, the ones we see in the media or this like particular oh. type of boob, which just don't exist. Like when they, they just I, don't look like they that. They just don't boobs. look like that. And like, like maybe one in like a hundred do. Yeah. Maybe even less than that. But when I when we've been in a group, it's like they are all so different. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of want to like do one where everyone gets their vaginas out because that would yeah. also be really. No one ever gets to look at anyone I else's know. one of those. Unless you like you know sleep with women. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, even then, you need to be so prolific. It doesn't count as a survey. In the True. same way, I just mean sort of changing rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we start a thing where people do a lot more like stretching in the changing yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a, lot. <laughs> a lot of lunges. A lot more lunges. Oh, I left something over in that corner. I just need the splits to get it. Ooh. But yeah, yeah, there's a variety of different boobs, basically. Brilliant. They're all banging. Um, <laughs> and then we do life drawing, which is like, you know, we model and we also allow the drawers to volunteer to model. So it's loads of like non-sexual nudity, which is really great. Wicked. And also regular attendance to life drawing has like been shown to have a positive impact on body image. So that's kind of the reason for it. Um, and we've... We also do workshops. We do a lot of talking panel events because... And are they all over the place? So at the moment, they've been in London, yeah. pretty much. We've done, like, a couple in Oxford, uh, festivals around the country, so yeah. loads of different fields. Obviously, we went to Bulgaria. Yeah. But we crowdfunded in the summer. We raised £16,000. Shit, great. Yeah. We got five grand from NatWest for back her business, which was amazing. Wow. So, yeah, really cool. We, we are building a bus, so we're going to tour it. <gasps> Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to see the bus on Wednesday. I'm super Wicked. excited. So it's being converted by this company called Shred and Butter, which are like cool surfer guys, and they're like converting Wicked. the bus. And um, so yeah, in, from March, International Women's Day, we'll be touring like <gasps> the UK. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> cool! This is so cool. Yes, it really um, is. Oh, I think it's fucking amazing. Yeah. I, um, oh, 
I just want to get involved. So when's the, <laughs> normally I'd put all the stuff to plug your gubbins in the end, but just tell us it now. The next one's the 19th of January. Yeah, so January the 19th, obviously, like, two That's years since we started. Diet, I can't call it <laughs> International Month of Dieting. Yeah. Because it basically is. January is, yeah. It is. That's um, why I'm talking to an anti-diet pioneer every year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> every week. Every week for January on the Hoovering. And um, so we're doing the 19th and it's all day, like 10 hours of workshops and classes. Um, so you can come in the morning or the afternoon or the night, depending on like what Wicked. works for you. Um, um, and it, um, I mean, this is literally just for me, but could you bring a four-year-old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, bring your kids, fine. We don't have a crash or anything. You'd no, have no, to no. Look after them, but I just want to paint my knockers, but I didn't like that. <laughs> We're actually not doing blueprinting. Okay. At this, at this... Oh. <laughs> this to be fair, he'd have said something inappropriate. <laughs> this is the only one we're not doing. We're doing loads of the work. So we do oh, the workshops are amazing. Yeah. We've got one like Sex Plus magazine, which is a great magazine based in London. They're doing one called like Prioritize Your Pleasure, Make a Sex Menu. Nice. Uh, Ruby Rare is doing Guide to Sex Toys. Um, and we've got I'm not going to bring him (laughs) we've got one like like, writing fat fiction which is really cool cool. we've got one uh, it's called don't take lose weight for an answer which is like advocating for your health with doctors we've got laughter yoga and writing we've got um, uh, uh, like a self care workshop about like identity um, and then like dark movement workshops so like dance classes School of Strat, Curve Catwalk, like nice. loads of really fun movement stuff, and then seven panels and a Fucking really. Fucking hell! I'm actually going to announce this now because I haven't announced it publicly, <gasps> but because it's Jan- you know, yeah, it's January now. Like we're there now. So we've got Erica weeks, Hart from wow. from the US flying over, especially wow. to do a keynote spe- speech, Fucking which is really hell. exciting. Wow, that's um, amazing. Yeah, so there's loads of incredible speakers, but Erica Hart is obviously someone that I've. W- followed and mm. looked up to for ages and so yeah flying her and her partner over. yay I <laughs> love it how fucking brilliant well let's all get down to that yeah <laughs> they decide to open a real Jurassic Park and sure enough everyone's gonna die of dinosaur massacring especially the ones that spit that acid stuff and screech They'll be even worse than T-Rexes, etc., etc. Um, initially, a lot of small children are really excited, but less so once they realise they are orphans or ghosts. <laughs> God, this is bleak. Uh, anyway, the crazy scientists have agreed to not go ahead with this bastard plan, but only if you, and weirdly, it does have to be you, Becky, do a triathlon at altitude, followed by a Zumbathon, followed by reading the same book 17 times in a row to a four-year-old while simultaneously doing roundhouse kicks. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. Um, you've saved us all from the dinosaurs you um go down in um uh in all history as a savior of all humanity um but your um reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams now to be clear the uh, the exercise mass mass that you've just done it's got nothing to do with deserving this feast it's because i want you at a point of Hunger. incredible hunger yeah, yeah, yeah. but but in that kind of like high but whether not where the adrenaline of the high is overriding the intr- you, I want you the most hungry you can ever imagine having been um, and then in terms of the feast of your dreams that's your um, prize um, nothing has to be possible even Ooh. like uh, yeah, you know feet, I, like, let alone 
have anything to do with consequences or ethics um, and none of your answers have to be possible so you don't have to pick people who are attainable or whatever I'd like to know what you're eating what you're drinking who with and where mm. okay so I'm eating does it have to be just one meal no no okay so I th- it's definitely like a variety of fondues lovely um, with amazing things to dip in them for a starter Mm. like I I would say that cheese all the different best cheeses Mm. melting with various things maybe other cheesy things to put into them Um, and like meats and vegetables and oh all the good things crackers Yeah. yeah and then it would probably be followed by Followed by, I don't know, I'm such, like, I think with main meals, I'm kind of boring. So I'd probably have it breakfast again. I'd have it breakfast breakfast for dinner, yeah. Like, I'd have um, eggs, pancakes, Mm. bacon, maple syrup. um, How are you having your eggs? Are you having some of each type? Ooh, I think I'd have... Definitely poached egg. Yes. And then scrambled eggs as well. I was going to put a poached egg on your lunch today oh. and I realised I haven't got any eggs left. Oh, no. I would have brought you some eggs. I'm always a big fan of eggs. Okay. Um, or maybe just variety of different... No, you can't have too many eggs. No. Because that would ruin it. Okay. You have to have a poached egg and then some scrambled. Because oh, the God. scramble goes with the bacon and the maple syrup. Yeah. Like a treat. Okay, dokes. The poached egg goes like with everything else. Um, and then it would be like in an American style. So it would be big. Yeah. You know, and like with lots of maple syrup. Yeah. And then maybe they have those little muffins that they have and it'd be served to you in a diner. Yes. Yeah. With a big chocolate milkshake. Yes. Yeah. Um, with like, which, which, you know, when they put in the chocolate milkshake, they like put chocolate bars and they like, yeah, they like, whizzed up. Whizzed actual up. Yeah. And it's like Ferrero Rocher or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then no marshmallows on top, but whipped cream. Okay. And then, um, <laughs> I'm like, no marshmallows. I hate that shit. And then, um, I think that would probably be it. I think yeah. we're done with that, but it would be, be in a diner. Yeah. Then, I guess. Um, in like small town, like, yeah, end of the fucking world. Yeah. yeah. So like that, like in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Um, so like, can I take your order, please? And there'd be like high school jocks and cheerleaders. And, um, and then there would also be, I don't know, maybe like people out of a Quentin Tarantino movie sat next to me. Like John Travolta and there's a load of dead women that didn't have much to do in the film. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just all lying around. Yeah. And um, <laughs> no, but like some cool, like really cool chat, yeah. like a good okay. Quentin Tarantino nice. style dialogue nice. with okay. John Travolta yeah. and um, yeah, whoever else is in okay. Quentin Tarantino movies. Uh, maybe like the ones out of Jackie Brown. I really yeah, like that yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. And then one. yeah, we'd be having a really cool conversation, and they'd be smoking, and I'd be eating. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, God, that's like really heaven. satisfying. I really like well. it. It's actually a really kind of nice, full... It's a satisfying answer. Yeah, thanks. I'll have a nap. <laughs> oh, yeah, after I definitely have a nap. Yeah. I'll have oh, a spliff yeah. and a nap. A spliff and a nap. <laughs> no one's put a spliff at the end of this dream meal until this point. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Legend. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious. What a brilliant thing Becky's doing. Let's all get down to the Anti-Diet Riot Club in Hoxton on the 19th of January. Though I probs won't be taking my kid to all the sexy workshops. (laughs) I mean, I'm not a great parent, but I'm not quite that loose.
Right. Um, I mean, I can't recommend not only her events, but following um, Anti-Diet Riot Club at Anti-Diet Riot Club enough on Instagram, please. Um, their feed is such a lovely introduction to the incredible real bodies that you can find on Instagram that you could fill your eyeline up with, you know, online. Because I, I it's only my conversation with Becky that I really thought... Oh, God, you know, genuinely, honestly, I feel more happy looking at real bodies. You, 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 you can really find another world away from the real world on social media now in terms of the people who are prepared to put their real bodies on there. Um, I'm miles behind on that stuff. Uh, and, and I think in terms of self-perception compared to how I eat, I've got so much work still to do. Anyway, I'm loving following them. Follow them at Anti-Diet Riot Club. And Becky's also on there as herself. Um, she's as um, sloppy underscore spice. <laughs> uh, come and see a Hoovering Live. We're in Leicester on the 9th of February. Um, I've made it pretty cheap anyway, but there are discounts for patrons. Come and see me on tour if you... Um, uh, could Google Jessica Foster Q Hench on tour, then stuff comes up, especially and then wh wherever you live. Um, but all my dates that have tickets available, I've added new dates in places like Bristol and Exeter, um, and hopefully we'll be doing in Leeds, but who knows? Go to my website, jessicafosterq.com. If you click on my doings, that's where you can get tickets to all the Hoovering Lives and all of the tour dates. Follow us online at the Hoovering Pod on social media. I'm at Jessica Foster Q. You can email me through my website. You can tweet me i love hearing from you it's a new year i've got such exciting guests lined up for you this month warriors and experts and really inspiring joy takers and helpers of us to be taking joy i'm really excited to be with you again next friday until then huge thanks to acast for hosting the podcast hoovering is produced by emma caution thanks to her too and the music is by mike greenway thanks mike until next week happy hoovering 